During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's Mortal Kombat in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Mortal Kombat movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. What's going on, gamers? The big dog, Kevin Coelho. How long do you think he keeps it on? Good question. Keeps keep, Sorry. Just keep going. You got, this. you got this. You got gotcha. this. Oh, it. there we go. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I was like, look at his head. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, the new face of video games, blessing out AOE Jr., who, for audio listeners, is in fact in a scorpion mask, I think. I don't even know what the fuck that is. It looks yeah, like a gold yeah, reptile. Yeah, no, like a gold scorpion okay. mask. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. I'm not keeping this on for long because it is fucking. It looks like, painful. And you don't honestly, sound good. It hurts a little bit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like fucking. It's, it's I, feel like the, I feel like the edges of the plastic like dig into your skin. Mm. <laughs> I don't even think this is plastic. I don't know what material this is, but it is fucking hard ass material. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was looking at my doc. I did not even see blessing at all. That is so freaking funny. And of course, we have the producer slash seducer Nick Scarpino. It's amazing. Did you ma- did you mean to match that to your hoodie as well? Because you look yeah, like I did. Yeah, okay. You look like solid gold right now. Good. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. The little uh, the little uh, wrist bits matching the mask are fantastic this yeah i know it's perfect i feel like bless looks like a celebrity right now that wore this so that paparazzi don't get a good photo but i also feel like he's the nerdiest fucking fighter in the mortal kombat universe yeah (laughs) no you know what it looks like it looks like one of those masks that like people wear to simulate high altitude training like to like oh yeah get the oxygen like the oxygen mask that you wear in the gym and you know those dudes are like you don't talk to those guys no, yeah, you, don't, you don't, don't talk to those guys. You don't talk to those guys. Punching things way harder than they should. <laughs> yeah, this, this mask like was really loud. This mask was definitely not made to be worn. I'll tell you right now. Like, <laughs> did it come with the collector's edition? Is that is that what it is? Okay. No, uh, Kevin sent it to me. He oh, was like, "Hey, it'd be okay. a fun bit to, to dress up in mask for uh, in review." And I thought everybody was gonna do it. I thought Kevin said, <laughs> for some reason, I thought Kevin was gonna send them to everybody. Welcome, would all welcome play to different Kevin's characters. world. Yeah. But I, I guess I'm the only one that got a mask. I love it. I love well, it. I'm, so I'm wearing much. a Johnny Cage mask right now. So that's great. You're oh, nailing it. Yeah, it's yeah, real, real damn it. good. You look exactly like the guy from this movie. Uh, I want to give a major shout out, as always, to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy for so one of my favorite interview intros of all time. That thing is utterly fantastic. Carter did all the up. music, and it's his voice saying all the the names and stuff and and cameron kennedy destroying this is the first time i've been telling him like yo if you ever need us to do custom shit for you just let us know we'll make it happen and this is the first time he's like all right i need some footage of you guys like bouncing around like idiots and he made that shit hot it was so good i was gonna say i think we need to get their names in the in the youtube info i think that's one thing that some people always mention 
you know, who are the people that make them? Like, put their Twitter names in here, and we should do that because you all need to hire them for to make your shit as well. Hundred percent, the most talented motherfuckers in the West and East, North, South. They're working on it. Uh, so you could watch this show in review every week, twice a week, where we rank and review different movie franchises. Right now, we are doing Mortal Kombat in review, and this week we are closing out the Godzilla MonsterVerse with Godzilla vs. Kong. Very excited about that. Uh, and then next week, we will return with a little bit of that Pixar in review uh, with Finding Nemo, if I remember correctly. Uh, and that leads also into uh, another Mortal Kombat in review with Annihilation. So get excited about that. You can watch it. <laughs> On YouTube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kinda Funny Reviews. If you want to get the show ad-free and watch live as we record it, and of course you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like the nanobiologist and Sven McHale did. Thank both of you so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp and HelloFresh, but I will tell you about that later. I want to get right into it. Today we are talking about mortal combat a runtime of one hour and 41 minutes rated pg-13 the original screenplay for this film was more faithful to the game in that it had graphic violence and strong language making it an r-rated script however the deal that the producers had with new line cinema included that they deliver a pg-13 movie to keep it accessible to the target audience which was mostly teenagers uh it was released august 18th 1995 uh the director said in an interview fairly recently that if you look back at mortal Kombat, it was the first time those big chinese wire gags were used in a western movie obviously the matrix did that to the nth degree several years later but at the time mortal Kombat was very cutting edge which is something that's rough for us to look back now when we watch this movie but when I've... you start to think about it in context of the time it's like okay mm -hmm. They were I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I buy that 100% that anything in this movie was cutting edge for the time in which it came out. But we'll, we'll, we'll just dude. say, okay. Like dude, Reptile Goro, looked cool back then. Goro, Goro. was the first Thanos. <laughs> Go Reptile. What's funny is Goro, Goro worked <laughs> as like an animatronic sort of puppet thing. They kind of shot around it and they didn't let him move too much. Yeah. It, was like it, it looked like but, a dude with a little dude sitting on his shoulders that they did yeah. an okay job of making it, it look so When they, when they it lose on it, it was bad. But when they go, when they go, when, 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 um, Sang Song goes, reptile, make sure you watch her. And that thing comes to life and it is like three polygons. It is yeah. just, it's like a bad N64 game. You're like, this is, why would it, they do this? It looks like the first pass at CG before they fully get all like the, pre all the rendering and shadows and textures and everything. It, it just pops out in such a weird way that it doesn't, you know, you got to kind of, color corrected and make it look like it's in that world yeah no, they, <laughs> they, just like, they didn't like, bother you know, doing cutting that edge. at all figure that out yeah yeah cutting edge you're when right, raiden disappeared edge. into lightning <clears throat> to teleport wherever he was going and the effect legit looked like bad youtube after effects i was like oh snap this must have i don't like I, it's hard for me to put myself back at that time because i wasn't really watching movies in 1995 because i was one years old um, but i can't imagine no. that people were watching that in theater and going fuck man this is the future no, I, what we did. I saw this movie in the theaters, and I remember thinking that looks bad. <laughs> that all looks bad. But I'll tell you one thing right now. I uh, and we'll, we'll when we get to the plot, I'll let you know. But I enjoyed the shit out of this movie the first time I saw it. 
And that has not fucking changed. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> so this is directed by Ta Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, today he's best known for being the creative voice behind the Resident Evil film mm -hmm. series from 2002 to 2016, which stars his eventual wife, uh, which I did not know. Yeah. Mila Jovovich, Jovovich yeah. and is based on the Capcom <laughs> video game series of the same name. The series consists of six films. He directed four of them. Other notable films of Anderson's are Event Horizon in 1996. I like that movie. Scary uh, which shit. was a critical and commercial disappointment, but found renewed appreciation when it hit home video. Demons and he also terrifying. did Alien vs. Predator. Uh, and, the first one. Interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. He did the first one, and he also did Death Race, if you remember Death Race. I it do. Essentially I like Death Race. But that was the Jason Statham mm -hmm. one, right? Mm -hmm. I like that movie. That was actually a fun one. This movie had music by George Clinton. Clinton's most recognizable scores include the Austin Power franchise and the Mortal Kombat franchise and the Santa Claus series. So this guy, oh, wow. only bangers, only Put some hits. respect on the name. Did, did you know that the Santa Claus is named the Santa Claus? Not because he's playing Santa Claus, but because it's the Santa Claus. It's a clause. 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 Yeah, it's a clause, like legally. The clause in the contract. Yeah. We're going to get the blessing 15 years from now. We're going to do Santa Claus in review. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> Those fucking movies. Whether or not you're at the company one. anymore, Bless, we're going to have you pop in for just that fun fact. And yeah. All right, later, Bless. Please. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the music was by George Clinton. Like I said, he did that stuff. But what's key about this is the soundtrack album for this movie went platinum uh, in less than a year. It, it was number 10 on the Billboard 200 uh, for many, many weeks. It also made history as the first EDM record to receive platinum certification in the United States, mainly due to the theme song, which is called Techno Syndrome <laughs> by the Immortals. KMFDM. How KMFDM awesome. was all over that soundtrack, man. <laughs> Good lord. I have of course I had banger. of course I owned of that course, soundtrack. Of course, man. Of course God, I bought that shit that. at Best Buy. My brother and I would recreate the fight scenes with the music playing on the shitty boom box that like you know the old boom boxes that just don't look like they were made by a human being. It was just like oh, weird yeah. plastic shapes. <laughs> God, it so the nineties cool, were such a weird was time. A, for some reason, they were like, "This boom box has to be aerodynamic." You go faster. Like, where's it going? <laughs> yeah, so we make cute. fun of Alienware computers a lot, like especially like early two thousands ones. But like, I don't think we talk about nineties boom boxes enough because yeah. like you're right, Andy. There is no, a, a look don't. to those. There things. was an aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> A choice. Uh, this had a budget of $18 million, and uh, Mortal Kombat spent three weeks as the number one film at the U.S. box office, earning over $124 million worldwide. Uh, yeah, let's start off. Andy, what'd you think about Mortal Kombat? Uh, it is just real bad, but so much fun. <laughs> like, because I'm laughing a lot, and I know, I know what's going to happen. Let's get this out of the way. All right, listeners out there, you're going to say, you love this movie, but you hate this and that movie. That always happens. It's the Nick Scarpino three-finger scale. Is it good, good? Is it bad, good, or bad, bad? And this is a bad, good movie for it's me. Right in the middle. Uh, it's a good, bad movie for me, rather. Um, I think it's just... <laughs> it's put together in such a odd way. We're just going from fight scene to fight scene with no rhyme or reason. No, you know, like... There's fight scenes where it's like, where was Johnny Cage during the reptile fight? Who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of a lot of nonsense and terrible writing and a bunch of one liners that they try to make cute. It's a terrible movie. And I had so much fun and I was just filled with nostalgia from front to end. Every 
musical cue, every line, it was all in my head. I've like seen this movie so many damn times. And this final sequence with Shang Tsung and, and, and uh, uh, Liu Kang, where it's the bum, 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 bum. I fucking had that in my, I was like, oh, I know that like every fucking beat of this is just like dug into my, ma- to my brain. So I had an absolute blast watching it again. It is terrible and it's so much fun. Kev. Uh, man, uh, I often talk about how like, you know, bad movies that are good. Like, I hate that genre of movies, but like, I think like this is one of the first like few times where it's like, man, I love this movie and I know it's terrible. And that's part of like these people were trying simultaneously, like as hard as possible and not at all. And it's just so <laughs> impressive that they were able to pull it off to the degree that they did. And uh, it's just, I, I, yeah, I, it's it's a lot better than I remember. Is is it a terrible movie by every realistic scale? Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> Blessing. I had such a great time with this. This is my my second time watching uh, this Mortal Kombat movie, but the first time watching it was so long ago that I barely remembered anything. Like the main things I remembered were pretty much the core characters that were included, and then also the fact that the the whole movie takes place pretty much on Shang Tsung's island and they, they do the tournament and all that shit. But that was pretty much the extent of what I remembered. And so going back to it, I was blown away blown away by how much fun I had watching this movie despite despite it being obviously bad like there are so many things where I'm like this either looks bad or doesn't make sense Liu Kang doing his bicycle kick and it looking so terrible him like floating in midair and then hitting reptile and reptile doing fucking fucking backflips <laughs> out of a window and then like hit, like him exploding into a bunch of a uh, bunch of bugs like that shit didn't make any sense whatsoever but it was fantastic because like the the this is one of the I think few times where i guess being a video game movie really enhanced what the movie was because for me as somebody who loves mortal Kombat so much going into it it was so fun seeing them reference certain things it was fun seeing them like it's it's fun it's fun seeing this movie that came out in 95 and i forget what the uh, latest mortal Kombat game would have been before this movie came out um but like obviously like they weren't they this this was still i think it was pre- two yeah, it had to be a, either two. I, or three. I got some facts for you. I'll get into All right, later cool. about yeah. that stuff. Um, but obviously, like this is still like before Mortal Kombat uh, four, I would imagine, and definitely before like the Deception games and stuff that came out, out after that. And so you're, they're obviously interpreting interpreting certain things certain way. I Raiden threw me off so much. I was not expecting Raiden to sound or look the way he sounds. And looks. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds so he, like I'm, the whole movie. I'm like, why is he talking this way? This man is supposed to be the god of thunder. And what he feels accent like, are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, where are you from, my guy? Um, and so Raiden's hilarious. Um, and you know, the effects were bad, um, but just all the references and all that stuff are just so fun to keep with. Shang Sun's Shang Sung saying, "Finish him a billion times" is fun. <laughs> So um, many times. Uh, uh, um, uh, the oh God, I forgot. I forgot what the thing was. I was gonna reference the thing. Overall, it was. It was oh, the they're it not being rated R. Such a fucking loss for this movie because yeah, you <laughs> can tell okay. that they tried their hardest. There was a scene where where Goro uh, is holding up the black dude. I think is Jax, but I think they only said his name once. No, 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 and no, so no. I'm not yeah. sure if he was Jax. That was Jax the beginning. That's Art no. Lean. 
in the, oh, okay. in the beginning. That's a different guy from the, he's talking about. Though. That was a different guy. Than yeah. Okay. Yeah. His first in my head, I was like, oh, snap. He's going to rip his arm because he was holding up. And I was like, he's exactly. going to rip his arms off. And that's going to be a thing. No, and nope, man. he just bomped him. And I was like, fuck, man. Why no, could yeah. this movie be rated R? There's, uh, a, there's a scene in the beginning where Johnny Cage sees him and he's like, oh, you're art so-and-so. You fought in yeah. over there. I saw you kick ass. So he's just he's just there to get destroyed Father, by yeah. Gora with kind of a backhand. Like, yeah. Just yeah. The, and like, it's just I know, weird. Like, why have a character that's not from the games? Like, why make yeah. a new character yeah. that's going to be part of the fighting when you have Dude, a roster? That could have just been Jack. You don't understand. They didn't want to burn all the good fighters because they knew this one was going to be such a hit. They were going to be asked to make uh, Mortal Kombat 2 the next year. Jack, the oh, return yeah. of Jacks. So they had to do that. So yeah, yeah like two more, like two more things uh, to ta- touch on, so I can wrap up. Is one the all the references they were making to the emperor and like uh, Katana being the adopted uh, emperor's daughter and all this shit. For me, as a Mortal Kombat fan, I was like, "Fuck, man!" I so I've never seen Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which I'm excited to watch la- next week, even though I know it's not good. <laughs> but like them making all those references, I was like, "Fuck!" They're talking about Shao Kahn right now, and like Katana is my main in the game, so I was like, "Oh, let's fucking go!" Like I can't wait to get there. And by the time like you get there, I was like, "Okay, they're obviously building up to the second movie." And so. So that was really cool. And then also the actual martial arts in the movie, obviously hit and miss, but the times it hit, I thought it really hit where you get to the, one of the first fights on the Island and it's just some, some, some dude versus Sub-Zero. And it's, he starts off doing like all his fucking martial arts movement moves just, I guess, to the air and shadow boxing. Uh, and that shit I thought was super fun, super cool. I was super into that. And then like, obviously Sub-Zero gets the flawless victory. Shit like that makes this movie work. But yeah, like everything else makes this a terrible movie, which is hilarious because I just had such a good time with it regardless. Nick. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. This movie hits on what I would call the cult classic status, right? Where you don't know why it doesn't make any sense. But for some reason, it's just so fun to watch. And it, it does crest that line that everyone's talking about where you're like, it's not a good movie. If you start, if you, if you go through the, 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 you know, the ones and zeros of this movie, it does not add up to something that's good, but it's got something extra that you can't quite put your finger on. And it's an enjoyment factor that, I mean, I did not expect to have this. I was dreading this last night and then it started. And from that first drop, I was like, shit. <laughs> I didn't know I was fucking with. I, this is this is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you didn't remember this? Get <laughs> yeah. your mind uh, right, Nick. <laughs> yeah, get your fucking head on straight. And so, yeah, I, uh, I I loved I loved every the second of this movie. It's so ridiculous and so many poor choices, but for some reason, I'll add up to a good time. All oh, God, Christopher Lambert. <laughs> As a French actor who <laughs> <laughs> was in Highlander, and they were like, "Yeah, that guy should be right." <laughs> you spell Raiden with a Y. With a Y. Why? Yeah, I, I noticed that it. too. <laughs> it's so I noticed, bizarre. What, did you all watch on Voodoo? Because I watched on the Microsoft Store. Yeah, I, watched, I like rented I watched on Voodoo. Okay, I was I was wondering if it was maybe just Microsoft stores had the wrong spelling or whatever. It's time for Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, but you guys, you're all nailing it. I don't have too much to add uh, that's new because, yeah, this movie is just so stupid. It's so bad, but it's so fun. And it's choices like that. Like when you see him the first time, you're like, 
there's no way this is the choice they made. And then an hour and 30 minutes later, you're just like, man, I can watch so much more of this, but I'm happy I don't need to. I'm happy that this movie is as short as it is, did all the things that it did. The the one mega shout out I want to give to it is obviously the production of this looks horrible. And we look at it now and it's like, oh, it looks like YouTube action essentials, uh, VFX, and like some even worse when it comes to the CG and, and the choices they make. But there's just a look to early 90s movie, late 80s and early 90s movies that are like from the set design oh, yeah. set design perspective. That's where the money's going. And it's like, I look at it, I'm like, oh, we could make a Mortal Kombat movie that is better than this. It's like, we can't because we don't have the fucking set design that gives it that world. And it's the same thoughts I have about the Super Mario Brothers movie where that thing is a fucking train wreck. But the Neo Brooklyn that they got going on looks awesome. And it's like, it allows them to just make these weird choices. And, and this movie does it so much. And every time they're in a, a set piece to fight, it's just so perfectly crafted to be dumb as fuck. Like even the beginning yep. when they're on the boat and there's just an insane amount of smoke around them. Yeah. Like, so much fog. The most the fog, fog machine's crazy. And it's just like, it so just, the whole thing feels like a fever dream in a, in a rave where someone got way too high on drugs that they don't even know what they are. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they're invited to this island to fucking fight to the death, kind of. Like, for a plot that is this basic and this clear and concise, it's really confusing, too. Yeah. And like, what the fuck are they <laughs> it's, actually it's, doing? What are, what are the rules of this tournament? Like, yeah. when are you allowed to fight? When are you not allowed to fight? Why, like, why does he want... fight uh, Katana, Princess Katana? And why does, when she loses, does Shang Tsung not get her soul? I don't my, understand. My least, oh, my, the, the thing I hate about this movie the most is the scene where yeah she fights katana or he fights katana and katana's like use the element oh my god so blessing life or whatever and then she and whispers then, <laughs> she was she and he hears it to, to and like, hey 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 no water yeah like in, in your next fight, use the the element associated with life. Which brings, that brings life. life. That brings water. life. Just say water. You're like, whispering it. Like one one. First of all, how'd you know he was gonna be fighting Sub Zero? But regardless of that, when he was why, like why the fuck did you know that was gonna be the solution? Because the actual way that comes into play is him. Uh, I, like I guess throwing a bucket Raiden, or whatever. Raiden brings the buckets in and drops yeah. them off and looks at the camera like, and like he throws the bucket at Sub Zero as Sub Zero has like this I guess frozen force field around him and yeah. that turns into a spike that impales Sub Zero. That made fucking zero sense, especially in the way that she said it in the way before and he, the way he internalized it. That made zero sense. That was the most bullshit I've ever seen in a movie, but also it was hilarious. But and so the, I guess yeah. I got that out of it. It was great. totally <laughs> worth it, bless, because there was nothing better than seeing her just kind of walk through the doorway first off who's judging these fights like who like is there <laughs> where's the ref was she backstage or what's the deal there how did she get I, into this I don't area? understand why she's allowed to be I guess she's a representative from like the others I don't know I don't understand what her character's position in this organization she's is is princess. she like a commissioner level like where where's I she mean, in, in the in the lore of Mortal Kombat she's like the daughter of, of Shao Kahn she's like an, yeah a Denian and so like I guess theoretically, like she should be of her own side, right? Like if you should have uh, Outworld and Shang Tsung and what whatever the fuck he's doing, you should have the Earth Realm who are like the good people who are here to fight for Earth, and then you also should have like other factions from other realms. And okay. Danny is kind of its own thing. Okay. I don't, I, I don't understand her role in this film. Like you're absolutely right; they, they don't really define it well because it's confusing whose side she's playing for. Well, on top of that, like the funniest thing about this movie from a character perspective is. We're talking the early 90s with this, where Mortal Kombat was 
one of the most popular things in the fucking world because of the violence, because it was in the news for all of the, you know, Dude, I was like games scared violence, of Mortal Kombat. Stuff. I was, a, yeah, I was it, a street fighter guy. And when people would play Mortal Kombat, I was like, I'm not fucking with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's like, you couldn't go to elementary school in the nineties without at least four people on Halloween being Sub-Zero or Scorpion or whatever colored variant they could find I mean, at their knockoff store. Cool, dude. You know? Oh, absolutely. Dope. But that's it's, the it's funniest re- thing is these characters like Sub-Zero and Scorpion, undeniably the two characters people associate with Mortal Kombat the most. <laughs> and they're the ones that are given the least like lore accurate uh, portrayals in this movie. They're literally just like, uh, they look cool, so they need to be in here. They're just going to be here under mind control. Is that what they said? Like, they're just the yeah. minions. Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let's have them have a couple fight scenes. Like, I love that because it's just the dumbest decision they yeah. could have made. It very much felt like they were like, "Hey, here's a bunch of characters. We're not gonna, we're not gonna fuck with whatever their stories are. It's just us trying to figure out how to put these characters together." And for Scorpion and Sub Zero, like that's the thing about Mortal Kombat too is that they're. Mortal Kombat has weirdly deep lore when you get into it, right? Like you have all you have the Earth Warriors, you have like Scor- Scorpion who fights with the Shirai Ryu, you have Sub Zero, but then also in like the later Mortal Kombat stuff, like the original Sub Zero ended up being noob, and there's a new Sub Zero who's actually Sub Zero, and then like what when it comes to connecting all these different stories together in a in movie form, it probably gets really difficult. And back then, way less lore, and so they they probably could have figured thing. it out. But there was there was very very little lore at this I, point. So Mortal Kombat three came out earlier the year that this came out. So this didn't have anything to do with that. Annihilation okay. is kind of an adaptation of the Mortal Kombat three story. Uh, but going off of this, it was just Mortal Kombat one and two, and it's definitely more based on two than anything. Like there's actually they worked with uh, the Midway, the creators of the game. So there's certain things like Shao Tsung uh, being like, "Your soul is mine." Like. That was from this movie, but then was put into the game. So that kind of became the movie created like the the canon for like the way Kano talks. Like that's from the movie, you know, and like yeah. certain things. So that's pretty funny. And but, now he's just Australian. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Kano's just, just yeah. an Australian dude. I mean, Straight up. Shang Tsung is still like, I think the go Shang Tsung from this movie is still like the go to version of Shang oh, Tsung. Are you fucking kidding me? The actor is incredible. What's his name here? Yeah. Uh Carrie Hir- Hiroyuki Tagawa, uh, who is also who, Andy? Uh, Johnny uh, Tsunami. This motherfucker is Johnny Tsunami oh, the himself. Dad. The grandpa. Oh, wait. The grandpa. The grandpa. That's right. The hey, OG bono. John- yeah, exactly. And hey, I'm like, bono. you're one of the dopest actors to ever fucking exist. And he just destroys this role. Like, he's oh, so yeah. good as this what, guy. What's, what's amazing is that you guys have heard me gush about one of the, what I would consider, and I think you guys would agree, best comedies ever made, Balls of Fury. He reprises the role, this role in that movie, basically, as the person who goes around and, and recruits everyone to the tournament. But instead of it being Mortal Kombat, it's a fi- it's ping pong to the death. It's a great so fucking movie. I love that. I, I love that. It's so good. If we do an interview it's of that, so I want to be on it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's so it's good. just one movie. Exactly. It's, it'll be fast. Uh, some facts I want to get through with you guys. Uh, the game-related stuff here. Although the events of the film are primarily based on the events of Mortal Kombat 1, it features some notable elements from 2. Uh, Katana was introduced in the second game, where reptiles' reptilian nature was also first demonstrated. Uh, he was also only seen in human form in the first Mortal Kombat game. After de- defeating Scorpion, Johnny Cage drops an autographed picture of himself. Uh, this is a reference to his friendship move. Friendship. Uh, friendship. Liu Kang uses his bicycle kick match against Reptile. Uh, the Shadow Priest, seen before the final battle, were 
were first seen in Mortal Kombat 2 as part of the backgrounds. Sonya Blade is held captive and chained in Shang Tsung's tower, similar to how she was chained to pillars in Shang Kong's arena in Mortal Kombat 2. Sub-Zero's ice grenade, which he uses in the demonstration and now for a taste of things to come, is a fatality in the second game. And a special move is referenced when he freezes the water that Liu Kang spills on the floor. Uh, when Johnny Cage kills Scorpion, he uses his shield with serrated edges to slice through his skin to a PG-13 degree, which is a reference to Kung Lao's blade-rimmed hat and his associated fatalities. Um, in terms of casting... I was surprised there was no Kung Lao. I didn't realize that he wasn't in, in this movie. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, he was in part three. He wasn't in part two, I don't think. Okay. Of the, the game? Of the game, yeah. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. That actually makes sense. Uh, so then some casting stuff. Cameron Diaz was originally cast as Sonya Blade. Uh, but she dropped out because she had a wrist injury, so she couldn't fight. No, he was uh, definitely in part two. My bad. He was definitely in part two. That worked out for her. But he wasn't in part one. Like, it seems like the cast <laughs> of the movie is very much based on one. Uh, Ernie, Ernie Reyes Jr., Nick, was oh, at one point considered for the role of Liu Kang, who is uh, Kino from Ninja Turtles 2, Secret yeah. of the Yes. He would have been good. Oh, yeah. nice. I, I mean, honestly, I do like the. I, I forget the actor's name that ended up being Liu Kang, but I, I I like him a lot. I think he did a, a great job in this, and I'm not just basing that purely on his hair because his hair is his fucking hair is glorious. It's yeah. everything. Uh, Nick, who do you think was considered for the role of Johnny Cage? Oh, Johnny Cage. Uh, I'm gonna go with Keanu know. Reeves. Oh, no, wow. it's that level though. It's that type. Patrick Swayze. We're talking early '90s. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. No, no, Robert Downey Jr. was deep into his alcoholism in the early 90s. Um, There's two of them. Two of them? The Winklevoss, Winklevoss brothers? <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Okay. And or Johnny Val Kilmer. Oh, wow. Johnny Depp. Yeah, by the way, this was a New Line Cinema movie. You can't afford either of those actors. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You're not getting Tom Cruise to be your fucking movie in 1995. Uh, it was like Tom Cruise was doing like The Firm in 1995. It was winning Academy Awards. He's not doing they, then, they then approached another actor who turned them down uh, because he wanted to do the Street Fighter movie instead. That man? Van Damme. Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van, Van, Van Damme. Who so Johnny Cage was originally based on. Really? Mm. That's surprising because Johnny Cage just feels like he's so like... 100% All-American, and Jean-Claude Van Damme is very, the muscles very Belgian. From Brussels. Yeah, he's from Brussels, but hey. Uh, Ed Boon, the creator of Mortal Kombat, was the voice of Scorpion in this. Very cool. Um, and a fun little fact for you, Nick, that Sub-Zero, the actor Francois Petit, was the highest-ranking martial artist on set. Oh. Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. So they better I feel like you guys... Dialing it back to the idea where you guys were like, the, you know, this movie doesn't kind of throws out a lot of the lore and doesn't really do the source material justice. I feel like the one thing you guys are missing in that is that it was 1995. Um, and that was every video game movie in 1995. Fair. Unlike now, where, you know, they nail it 100% of the time with video games to movies and you never get a miss. In 1995, Blessing, they didn't respect video games like they do now. Mm, they fair. were just, they went like this. It's going to be, we'll just call it Mortal Kombat. It doesn't have to be anything close to the source material. Just put it out and dumb shit kids who are 15 years old with their friend Ryan Creasy will go see it in the Marino Valley theaters and then have their fucking ears blown out because it's so loud. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to explain the, the, it to you guys. I'm going to explain okay, it to you okay. guys right fucking the, now, ladies and gentlemen. Go for it. Go for as it. As we start off the plot to Mortal Kombat, it has begun. Now, Nick, I have, a begin, fucking, I have an intro, bro. Jesus Christ. I apologize. Can you go do it? 
I meant to go. Time for the plot is what I meant to say. So, but I get it. No, you were so fucking yeah. You were feeling it, Andy. Yeah, I was feeling the vibes. Andy, I need now. Now, here's what I need you to do, Andy. Before before I get into the plot, I actually have I have a I have a prologue. 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 A prologue. I'm gonna need you to do how this movie does. When I'm done with this prologue, I need you to come in with the Mortal Kombat. Like you just okay. did. Okay. But I need it to come in at about a hundred fucking decibels. Because before we begin, I want to tell everyone a little story. Okay. I saw this movie with my best friend Ryan Creasy in nineteen ninety-five in the Marino Valley Theaters. And we were laughing because for some fucking reason, Tim. When they played the previews, they were unbelievably loud. And we were like, I was like, why are the previews of this movie so loud? And this is when they have like 20 previews per movie, right? And then everything goes dark for a second. And I'm like, oh, it's time for the movie to start. And the fucking song hits. And it was so loud that we both covered our ears, but we were also exhilarated by the sound of it. And I was like, I am fucking 100% in on this movie. And we walked out screaming about how much we loved it, mostly because we couldn't hear anymore. Andy hit me with the song. This is what it sounded like. Mortal Kombat! That was it. It has begun, ladies and gentlemen, saying Shang Sun is handing Chan Kang his ass on the top of a really ancient structure, uh, and he snaps Kang's uh, back and then looks right into the camera lens and says, your brother's soul is mine. You will be next. Isn't that cool way that the actor, like, really articulates his face? And it's really great. But also just, like, a weird transition from playing that hype-ass song (laughs) to this sequence. And it's such a weird kind of... What it reminds me of is, like, I expected what they were watching to not be a dream sequence. I expected it to be on TV. Like, for it to be happening, and then it pans out, and then it's, like, a TV commercial. And it's like, oh, we got to go check out this tournament or whatever. But it's just such a such a weird decision to start off with that song. Like, maybe start off with the more grim kind of beginning. Right. But it's just like, here's the theme song. <laughs> here's the fucking theme song, man. Now, and the but, dragon's now, on fire. It's amazing. Let's let's put let's put the tally on the whiteboard. That's the first time they use the theme song. In this. Thank God. Oh, it won't be. It won't be the last. Uh, nor should it be. Nope. Uh, Luke Kang, of course, wakes up and he's super jacked and his hair is what I hope Kevin's will look like one day if Kevin keeps growing it out. Kevin, you can get there. Uh, he he, looked just, at his he just needs to cut bangs. Yeah. Yeah, I think my oh, hair yeah. is there. I just need a little organized. Cut bangs. Yeah. You need to cut bangs, feather it out a little feather bit and it. just get some of that organized. 1990s hairspray. Uh, Luke Kang looks at a telegram from his grandfather that reads, Luke Kang, brother dead, return home, bring milk. <laughs> A, West, a Western Union, by the way. <laughs> what the he fuck? got Western Union news I mean, that his family was dead. <laughs> uh, I posted uh, a picture a side, of that like on Instagram. That, that's how like messages went, because like they didn't have phones, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, in, 1995? So, in 1995? Well, no, but his family is like living in some sort of temple, right? But you feel like if you go to the Western Union They have a Western Union, Union, Union at the temple. <laughs> you know, if you go all the way into town to go to the Western Union, someone you know has a phone. I'm just throwing that out there. It or email, so I think, funny. was a thing. I posted uh, on Instagram. You know, my it's... buddy replied to me, and he was like, imagine being Western Union news that your family member is dead. Like, dead. And there's no money in the Western Union. <laughs> it's just like, it's so good. Oh, man. Uh, we got over. Can I comment on the crazy fucking hue lights that this guy had in his The bedroom? greed, it's just yeah. insane. No green. explanation. 
Was there a giant neon sign outside or what? I like yeah. to think about like that episode of Seinfeld where they put the sign yeah, up and it was like one. roasting Kramer's face. Yeah, yeah, that's how I like to think about it. Uh, over in Hong Kong, Veronica Vaughn and Jax raid a nightclub to capture the Kano coolest. and his mini Phantom of the Opera mask. Uh, Shang Tsung <laughs> is there too. The whole thing is a red herring, it turns out, to get Sonya Blade on that boat the way to the tournament then the sequence over in is Lon- so good and the people dancing nick not phased whatsoever by the gunfire the the just like with the biggest fucking flashlight i've ever seen attached to the top of the gun why did it, it have a cool. flashlight that it, looked it looks really cool. cool but also well, the people like the dude who shot at sonia blade within some sort of machine gun those bullets flew by her didn't kill anybody behind him no. <laughs> like, the dancers behind her totally safe PG-13. Then Mm -hmm. over in Los Angeles, Johnny Cage says, let's dance to a group of bad guys. But what he means by dance is fight poorly. Uh, Guess what, though? It's just a movie, and Johnny gets a visit from Master Boyd. And Master Boyd wants to help Johnny prove he's the best fighter in the world. And he's going to do that by entering him into a -a once-in-a-generation tournament. And he's like, no questions asked. I'm in. But he's not (laughs) really Master Boyd. Go to this dock real quick. Get on this boat. Like, what? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Why does this Uh, boat look haunted? I love love that this movie has simultaneously, like, nowhere near enough setup and also way too much setup for what's happening. Like, either just have it go or, like, explain it more. Because this is just so funny of, yeah, literally go to this weird-ass dock and get on a fucking shadow boat. Oh, man. And the, yeah. the one thing I really want to bring attention to is Johnny Cage. I don't know if it's the actor. I don't know if it's the style choices they gave him, if it's the lines of dialogue they gave But in no world is this man cool. Like, in no world is this guy a Hollywood actor, no. like, badass guy. No, he well, got- he's not. He's clearly a C-list, like, B-list action star in this world. Yeah, no. I think he's I think he's supposed to be – actually, I think – I don't know. He's yelling. I think he's supposed to be, like, Seagal at the height of his powers. No, I don't know. I what sure I've been was. reading this as like, you know, he may have had that career, but now he's just a meddling sort of, you know, B-list action star, and which is why like-, like, which is why when he, you know, he has that sort of uh, confrontation with Liu Kang, and Liu Kang's like, oh look, another fan, you know, like I think. I think he's. I think his career is kind of a joke, especially with this director that he's like, why did I choose to be a part of this fucking movie? I don't think he's like. Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg, but uh, he was busy. He was going to be. It was going to be him. They picked a guy that looked like Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, Yeah, it was weird. That was a nod to him. I took that as him being like, hey, I'm too big for this. Like, right. I, you got to give me something be- better, which choices. is why when when his mentor or whoever came through and was like, hey, I got a way for you to prove that you're that, that you're an actual legit action like dude. Uh, I took that as him being like, oh, this is my shot now to actually actually prove to the world that I'm more than just a big star that I actually do my own stunts and shit. Uh, but it turns out that Master Boyd is not really Master Boyd. He is Shang Tsung in disguise. Is there nothing this man can't do, Kevin? Breakdance. He never learned. Wow. Uh, let's see. Lou shows up at the monastery the next day to say what's up to his grandfather, the monks, and wear a dope-ass leather jacket that goes great with his hairdo. His brother was training for the tournament after Lou decided not to fight. His grandfather believes that the fate of the world rests in the hands of whoever wins this tournament. Uh, and he's like, get off your duff, Lou. You got to get in there. But Lou agrees to represent the order of the light at the tournament. But he's not all in, right? He doesn't really believe in what's happening, all this fate of the world crap, until the Highlander himself comes in. And is so fucking weird. It's awesome. <laughs> Raiden, he's like, Raiden, the god of thunder and lightning? This guy's not the god of thunder and lightning. 
I'm going to challenge him to a fight. And then rate it. Okay, so here's the deal, Kevin. You you and I, I go, Kevin, I'm, you're the, you go, Nick, I'm the god of Thunder Lightning. I go, Kevin, you're not the fucking god of Thunder Lightning. Right. And then not only do you hand me my ass in a hand-to-hand combat fight, but when you look at me, lightning goes through your eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At that point, I would probably believe it, right? Yeah, sure. But Lou's still not in yet. <laughs> Just remember, he's he's still on the fence about the whole God of Lightning thing. Uh, but they end up going anyway. Well, one one question here, just to see if you guys like where we're at. The uh, wh- why was his brother killed? Like, isn't that like cheating? I so I I assumed he was part of the the previous Mortal Kombat. Once every but it happens once in a generation. One, once yeah, so generation. I was like. That, so that, that kind of Sha- got weird. Shao Song, or what, what's his name? Uh, Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, sorry. Just came and killed his brother, who was going to compete in the tournament. That seems like that's cheating, right? Like that's the, That probably well, shouldn't have been also, allowed. Also a tactical error if you know uh-huh. that Lu is the better fighter. Why not just let the brother compete in the tournament, kill him, win the tournament? Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the, the rules but get they have lucky by the end. They're, I, can't they're, the rules are, yeah. I can't wait. There's a great yeah, we'll get to that moment later where he's like, I would like to exercise my right to challenge anyone. And it's like you act like that's a big deal, but everyone can challenge anyone at this point. Like I can fucking <laughs> Andy and I could challenge each other to death right now according to the rules of Mortal Kombat. We don't even have to fight. Uh Raiden and him have a conversation where he says, uh, why didn't you save my brother? And then Raiden looks back at him and says, Why didn't you? And then Lou says, Because I'm not the fucking Lord of God of Thunder and Lightning. I'm just a cook. A lowly, lowly cook. At the boat, Johnny meets Art Lean, who I assumed until Blessing said this was a main <laughs> character in Mortal Kombat because he's got a lot of screen time in this. But I guess he's not. And they become best friends. But then he mistakes Lou for a porter, so Lou throws his luggage in the water. And he says, thank God I didn't ask him to park my car. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this movie just fucking gets it, man. Like, it somehow knows every single moment what choice to make to make yeah. us go what the fuck you know yeah. like and, and not what the fuck you know like oh this is boring way like if anything this movie's not boring you know no, what i mean it's like not at all. what are they gonna do next yeah now i'll tell you this right now um a lot of it is i'm you guys were talking about johnny cage and how he doesn't really you know resemble a massive hollywood star but i will say this i think he makes this movie because this actor the way he reacts to everything is so fundamentally lame and wrong that it makes every scene like it makes you think there's more depth in the scene where you're like why isn't he scared why isn't he like you know what i mean i don't know i digress yeah i mean that's the thing johnny johnny cage in the games is like so this mellow dumb, he's like this dumb annoying cocky dude who happens to be amazing at fighting and i think the movie captures that pretty they, well they like the whole it. movie i was like this guy is slightly annoying seems too cocky and i mean he's able to punch girl in the nuts and so it's a good but fighter I'll- i guess there but also when he arrives at the island and he gets out of the boat, it's like, what are we doing, Lou? Lou, like, what the hell are we doing right now? And I feel like he's the only one asking that important yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's well, also there's there's something about the way he delivers Lou's name that doesn't make it sound like L I U. It always L-O-U. sounds like L O U. Yeah, yeah. yeah. L O U. It, it just every time it takes me out of it a thousand percent. Like, oh, I, love I love it. it. No, I Johnny love Cage, it. You're just you're someone's <laughs> uncle right now. Like, like I just yeah. like I expect him to be like, Hey Louie, get out <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, of course, before we get to that, Sonya sneaks aboard the ship because she spots Kano, um, but uh, Jax doesn't come with for no reason, other than the fact that Story I guess he's just a really bad partner. 
Uh, Johnny literally runs into Sonya and starts hitting on her, and Lou makes fun of him. Sonya searches the depths of the boat and meets Shang Tsung, who also hits on her. Then Johnny and Lou join her to act tough until Scorpion and Sub-Zero come in, and this part is where I would jump off the fucking boat. If I saw these guys, I'd be like, nope, I'm in over my head. I'm just a Hollywood guy. I'm just a cook. Thankfully, uh, Raiden comes in. Uh, and evens things out and reminds Shang Tsung about the rules of the tournament. He's like, I'm very, these are very specific rules of the tournament. You are not to fight before the fight, except for when you killed Lou's brother. You're allowed to do that, apparently. Yeah, that's, that You're allowed to kill people's brothers. Stuff. That's fine. Exactly. Why that's not kill all, the, the, all of these competitors then, you know? Exactly. You just leave one person standing. So, uh, I, I love the, all this line of dialogue from reading. Go ahead, Bless. Yeah, so, like, what, what did Kano do to Sonya? Like, is it just killed her she's partner. a cop and she just... No, no, no she, oh, he okay. killed her for, yeah. Okay, he killed her, but not sense. Jax, though. Cause, so, apparently, that's... So, this is... Now, I'm starting to unpack Jax's this, right? Partner. I'm starting to think about this. Jax is the new partner, chip on his shoulder. She goes on the boat. He's like, you know what? You clearly... Well, you're never going to like me as much as the old partner. So, we're done, Sonya. We're done. Okay. That, may, that makes more sense. Because the whole time, I was like, wow, she really... Like, she takes her job really seriously. <laughs> She's trying to find this criminal. She does, she, though, So, to like, fair. as she opposed really to the act... As opposed to the actor who's playing Johnny Cage, uh, Bridget Wilson, I think is her name, is the actress that plays Sonya, uh, yeah. is like, that I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to try to get an Academy Award with this role. And the director was like, Lou, I want you somewhere in the middle. Somewhere <laughs> in the middle of these two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, let's see. Uh, turns out the Emperor of the Out- Outworld wants to conquer Earth, but his sorcerer Shang Tsung and his fighters must win 10 Mortal Kombats in a row. And guess what, guys? They've already won nine. This will be lucky yes. number 10. <laughs> what a great – see, I love that. It's just like, oh, so shit, so okay, so. they're really going to build a whole bunch of shit. No, no, it's this one. Let's Arbitrary-ass rules, yeah. dude. <laughs> it it kind of makes sense, though, because that way you don't have to have this thing like every 10 years. It would have to be It would have to be like every – they would ha- it would take them hundreds of years potentially, yeah. or yeah. hundred years, years to win so, the whole right? tournament. I would assume it's yeah. kind of there. It's they had to win bullshit. ten in a row, it would be a while, right? It's really unfair, just because like you know, they're gonna live forever, sort of thing. Like it, I don't know, I just don't really agree with the rules. They they're gonna live for <laughs> decades and centuries, and these humans are gonna die. Like you know, they have like a small window, smaller window. I'd, it's so I'd funny to, to me that Andy Andy Cortez has like beef with the rules of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like <laughs> he's gonna write a letter to the commissioner. <laughs> like I'm not happy about it. And Boone. <laughs> it reminds me of like I'm voting districts. Like <laughs> like both, like this is shit's unfair, man. I have looked into their souls and yours. One of you three will determine the outcome of the tournament. The fate of the billions depends on you. <laughs> that, so you, the dude, laugh. you have the laugh. The, the laugh. laugh. <laughs> it's so weird. It's such yeah, a weird so choice, strange. dude. Can you do the thing that he does too many times where he's like, he's in the scene here and he goes, <laughs> like he just looks <laughs> for an edited cut. It happens all the time. I don't know why they do it. Christopher Lambert, by the way, I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe Christopher Lambert had a deal with New Line, potentially, because I think maybe they put out the Highlander sequels. I don't know. And then in my brain, I'm like, maybe he was popular back then because of Highlander. But I'm like, no, that would have been like Highlander, like The Reckoning or like the third or fourth one. By then, that would have been straight to video. I don't know why they cast him in this movie. I well, they definitely so recast him in the next one. You've chosen your Defend the Realm of Earth in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I'm so Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, Raiden has looked uh, into all the fighter souls, and only Lou, Sonya, and Johnny have what it takes to save the Earth. Uh, Lou wants to challenge saying now, but he said, "But Raiden says you're not ready." And then Lou's like, "What do I need to do to get ready?" And Raiden's like, eh. 
And Lou's like, no, fucking tell me now. Why don't people just tell me what I need to do? And then he goes, it has begun. Love the effects in this film. I put that here because uh, I think, Shang- oh, this is the part where Shang Tsung goes, it has begun. And then all of the, like, the skulls and fucking snakes and shit are like flying through the air around them again like what is this what's what? happening yeah. like get jump you could swim back still you can turn away and not do this but yeah, by the so, way uh in the sequences prior to this to this moment with Shang Tsung, where they're all sort of standing there talking the background is so clearly a black drape with little holes poked in it to create starlights or little lights kind of to create the like stars a, or whatever a painting basically, yeah because yeah. you can you can see the background it's ga- it's getting blue light from their blue light source that's mm-hmm. creating the blue light on set. It just looks really terrible. It's so funny to look at. Uh, let's see. They land on the island. Johnny has too much luggage. Sonia's compass is going nuts. And they go, where are we? What's happening? They climb to the top of Mount Doom and see all the sta- like a bunch of statues of warriors. And Lou spots Princess Katana, whom we all remember from... The James Bond movie License to Kill. That's right, Blessing. I knew you'd remember it. Yeah. Uh, Shang Tsung orders one of the statues, Reptile, to keep an eye out for her. And it comes to life with all of the realism and <laughs> of, of just early N64 graphics. I love it. I, I'm so happy that, that this exists in time and will never go away. So we'll always be able to look back and see what things used to be like. Because like mm-hmm. I remember watching the fucking Power Rangers movie when, in 1995, same year, and just being so blown away. By how crazy it all looked and it looks exactly like this the megazords looked exactly like this yep the, the, the way the, the metal reflects the way yeah. everything every material looks like i here's the thing everybody you know this lord of the rings franchise i always talk about like how oh, we got the first cg character i think it's reptile i think he's the one that we need to give more credit to totally what year did um jurassic park come out 94 <laughs> okay so that tells you everything you need to know <laughs> We had seen Jurassic Park before this movie. So anyone that thought these were anyone that was making this movie that was like, this shit is cutting edge clearly had not been to the cinema sorry, 93. for like four or five years. <laughs> this shit was so budget back then. I, it was laughably bad, even for the time period. But I digress. It all adds what up. What about Nick? Good. How do you feel about the choice of them giving Scorpion uh, instead of his fucking spear on a rope? They give oh him God. some weird fucking like. Angry Creature. flower. That comes they gave out him. They gave him, the, like they gave him. They gave him Tui from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. weird as shit. Just, God, it, it was very so weird. Nasty. I and it, it goes out. It goes out in the worst possible way. And I love it. Uh, by the way, I put a note in the notes right here. This is when I started eating goldfish, crackers, and salami and cheese. Mm, yummy. Uh, dinner time. Everyone shows up for the feast, and Cheng Sung gives everyone the welcome and tells them about Prince Gordo, the reigning champ. Gordo. <laughs> Gordo, that's what his name is now. Uh, uh, apparently, everyone has to beat to in order to win the tournament. So, evidently, Tim, and this is where I have this, uh, and I think I corrected it later, but I'm just going to say it out here. They're due in 1985 All Valley Karate Tournament rules, not 1984 All Valley Karate Tournament rules. So, apparently, the champ only has to do one fight at okay. the end here. But he does, or so do I thought. Like... Or so I thought. Yeah, okay. he uh, ends yeah. up fighting a lot of people. I think just for fun. I think he's just yeah, I think a good time. he just you know, he just likes it. Staying warm. Uh, Shang Tsung gives everyone a taste of what's to come by letting Sub Zero ice a red shirt, and then he says "flawless victory," which is I love dope. That and I'm so like, much. "That's, such that's a good so moment. cool." That was like one of the coolest scenes of the movie for me. It would have been a really lot cool. stronger if they didn't do it like four more times when the person had gotten made contact, right? Like in yeah, the other fights, the rules are oh, a little faster. It's like that's not a flawless yeah. victory. That's a victory Even with like ninety percent HP. 
It was flawed. Yeah, yeah even Luke Kang said it at the end of the movie, and I was that was that kind of annoyed me because I was like, Luke Kang, no, it's you can't. Not you yeah. Well, you no, I mean, at the end, end it made sense. He's like, "Fuck times. you, I won." Right. Uh, Goro watches as Johnny, Sonya, and Lu chase after Shang Tsung. Uh, Sonya wants to be uh, to get to the bottom of what's going on, but Goro shows up and scares everyone with his cool shadow. They find Kano dining. <laughs> that is at a what, massive, happened. That's what, what happened. That's what happened. His shadow Again, scares them. <laughs> hold on, guys. Let's just think about that for a second. Like, how did they see a shadow in front of them? And then they were like, well, you go in there and find out. That's not how shadows work, right? Like, no, you would see the person in front, yeah, like standing in front them. with a light behind You would see him. the person behind him <laughs> with the light source. I, I yeah. just don't understand how they were like, it's fine. No one's going to think it's, about it that hard. That we're, we're in Shang Tsung's realm right now, man. I'll tell you Shadows, what, though. I want that big old turkey twins. leg. The, I want that another, turkey leg Kano's God. been chomping on. Yeah, look, okay. uh, Another question that I have that maybe you guys will help me answer. Are they on Earth realm right now? Are they no. in the I, Earth realm? They're somewhere. I thought they were on Earth realm. I think they but like too. later in the movie, they, they oh, definitely end up in Outworld. Yeah, they go to Outworld later when yeah. when Shang Tsung kidnaps Sonya, I believe. Yes, I yeah. think, so right I think now I think Shang Tsung's Island Earth. is on Earth. Yeah, but it just has weird compass shit going on. Uh, let's see. Shang Tsung tells Goro that he's like, "Why?" Goro's like, "Why?" I don't like this Australian guy, and he was like, "Well, you should get to know him because Australian people are generally pretty cool." But Kano, it turns out, is exactly why Shang Tsung loves Earth. This guy's a piece of shit, and even he can thrive in this realm. And then Shang Tsung warns Goro about Princess Katana, who is the rightful heir to the throne of Outworld. She must not be allowed to join forces with the good guys. And then Goro's like, well, "What are you? What are you doing to make sure she doesn't do that?" And Shang Tsung's like, "Oh, I got reps. I got reps on watching her." That's that's what I've done so far. Girls like get your fucking shit together, sorcerer. All right, this is I do want to for death. I want to call back a, an earlier scene that was always so formative for me in my young filmmaking career, uh, being a kid watching just the amazing cinematography. Enjoy and when they get on the boat, uh, when Sonia and Jax are looking for Kano, and in the shadows you see the red eye. And like the light kind of reveals Kano, and then it covers him up again. And she's like, "He's on the boat or whatever." He's like, "Hey, come here, little dear, whatever the fuck he's." I don't know what he says, but that's the scene of like the light kind of like revealing him and then unrevealing him. The reveal it looks so badass. Like, dude, this is a film right here. This is a (laughs) film. That is it. People need to be talking about this. Come come Oscar time, people will be talking. Bro, at that at that time, did you did you think people would still be talking about this film thirty years later? Because (laughs) we are. Uh, let's see. Before we keep talking about it, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. A lot of people at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh, including Kevin. Isn't that right? Yep. And I love it. What do you love most about HelloFresh, Kev? So we do the vegetarian options because Paul is a vegetarian. And mm-hmm. I can't believe how many different vegetarian foods I'm eating that are phenomenal. There's so many. 
That's great. That's great. And that's the whole thing. HelloFresh gives you a ton of options based on uh, your diet, based on what type of food you're looking for. Uh, they offer the, ex the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week whenever you need. Uh, so you can go to HelloFresh.com slash morning12 and use code morning12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash morning12. Next up, I want to give a shout out to BetterHelp, our new sponsor, BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us take care of our bodies, but 2020 and 2021 have been tough, so you might also want to be taking care of your minds. I mean, definitely, you 100% do. It's been really rough. Uh, there's a misunderstanding of what therapy is. It can be whatever you need it to be, whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be sitting around talking about your feelings. A lot of people battle with their temper or their stress, and it's about to kill them, or they have depression, anxiety, PTSD, the list goes on. If this is you, you can use therapy to get some tools that help make life easier. Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And that's great. You know, I know a lot of people uh have a feeling that one way or another about this type of stuff. And I feel love that this kind of gives you the options to do it at your own pace. And so that you feel comfortable. We're always talking to kind of funny about how important mental health is. And this is a, a great way of uh, great couple steps that you could be taking to, to deal with it. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by better health and all of you listeners can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash morning. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash morning. Betterhelp.com slash morning. Go for it, Nick. Uh, the heroes bounce but get lost so Katana shows them the way and lose all about her despite the fact that she's a little too old for him. Blessing, 10,000 years too old for him. And then Reptile... <laughs> Reptile blows some venom onto Lou's face and they get lost. So they head back into the Spiderway hallway. Uh, spider God, hallway. There was no, no consequences to that. It just Zero ended up being like water sprayed in his eyes where he was like, oh, it, it doesn't feel you good. Know, guys, yeah, there was right. no long standing effects. It's, yeah, no it didn't melt his eyeballs or anything. He was fine. It reminds me a lot of when I used to travel with one friend, Mirabella, and he used to bring a face spray onto planes to, to keep the skin on his face hydrated. No. That is a true story. No. That is a true, God, 100% true story. I love Fran so much um another uh, thing uh, another quick thing that i want to note: if you are trying to follow someone and you enter a bunch of corridors that yeah. all have web that clearly linking has been there for for thousands say, of years at least a month like that person has not gone that way you can't say i'm pretty mm. sure she went this way Someone should have been like, no, she no, the, gone web, the spider web. The, the yeah. web would be uh, broken, you know? They, interpret, yeah. they interpret time differently there, Kevin. They interpret time differently. But I do love that transition of, you know, Goro and Kano are kind of looking for them. And they're like, they walk into this new room like, what? This didn't look like this before. And she's at the end of the hallway. And she's just kind of like, there's like a pan flute or some shit. <laughs> and she's got like blue light on her. And she walks like, oh, that's Princess Katana. <laughs> it's just like, it's the stupidest. Like, I got to assume they wrote the diner table scene. They wrote the sequence where they eventually go for a Katana. But they're like, how do we, how do we how mash do we them together? Them? Yeah, how do we yeah, yeah, let's just have Katana at the end of the hallway. Just like, <laughs> like she so, just kind of—it's so hilarious looking, dude. She's—it's so ridiculous. Uh, of course, she I accidentally or maybe intentionally leads them back to the dining hall, where uh, there's always Kevin. This is what bothers me about this. 
And blessing, you can weigh in on this too. There's always a block of cheese, a giant block of cheese on these on these big feasts. No one ever touches it. You know what? I feel the same way. There was like a there was a lot of food on that table. And yeah, the block of cheese is always untouched. Yeah. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. They just cut off, you, you cut off a clump and you have a little grater and you're like you can put it on your pasta, you know? Put it on, put it, put yeah. it on your lasagna. Yeah. Put it on a big turkey leg, you know? I will say, Tim, though, they had they had a cake that it looks like Kano took a slice out of, so that was pretty cool. Tim, were you always wearing this shirt that said Gordo? Yeah. Yes, I was. <laughs> I just noticed that. Is that why that's Nick, why said, Nick that? said it? That's why that's Nick said it. Probably okay. exa- that's probably why it stuck in my head. Uh, also, I'm an idiot, and I probably wrote Gordo instead of Gordo. I, I love this uh, fucking show. <laughs> really quick, so also, to jump, back, Jack, jump backwards, because like we, we missed it, jump and back, I, Jack. I do want to mention it. It really upset me when they were all having dinner, and then all the ninjas come in and they throw all the tables down. Yeah, I was like, "Yo!" And it was like, "What the like? Eating. Oh, we want to show you how cool Sub Zero is as we kill one of our own men." All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is right. a that's a very good point because if I were working for them, I'd be like. I don't know that I love the direction this company's going. I don't know if they have my best interests. <laughs> yeah, like, they're wasting a lot of food right now. That could go to a lot of people. Yeah. Also, they just killed yeah. Jerry. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and in a way, to, guy. I don't. I don't even think it was a fully sanctioned fight. I think it was just a, to <laughs> make a statement. Was, yeah, no, it was, it was yeah. definitely an exhibition. Was, it was yeah. an exhibition for yeah. sure. Yeah, that guy was not going to win. Uh, of course, it's all for nothing because when they wind back up in the hallway, a bunch of red shirts run in, and then it fucking drops again. And I stop thinking about cheese, and I start I start thinking about testing my mother fucking might, Tim. Mm-hmm. Test your might, okay? And they just okay. red shirts come in, and we just get a cool fight scene and some really exciting one liners like a cool fight showing you Blade going, "Just how I like them, dumb and ugly." Yeah. Yep. Yep. But Go. when the music. But when the music kicks in, like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, hell yeah. They just don't make (laughs) them like they used to, man. And in some ways, that's a good thing. In others, I'm telling you, motherfuckers, why are you so scared to have dope songs that you just play during cool scenes? Let that happen. Just let it happen. Play them again. If we don't fucking hear this song in the new movie, it's it's going to suck. Get get the fuck out of here. Like, there's no Like, there is a chance that we hear this song in in the new movie. There's no chance. I do think there's no chance that we hear, like, in the credits. We hear it in the like, credits. I could see, I could see it being mm-hmm. the credit song, but like I, I wish like that, that was want the case. It in the movie. I want Dude. it in the movie. I want it in the middle of a fight. I want it to happen at no less than three times. Yeah, but exactly. like this, these, I just this, don't think that's need, gonna happen. It needs to, at the very least, be like the climax. At the climax, not like the main climax, but you know, there's always that moment where it's like everyone got together, they're gonna start fighting, and we're like, this is it, and then they go, they, it's something happens, like, oh no, we lost the fucking yeah. gauntlet again. Spider Man's gotta take it to Miss Marvel, whatever, and then you get the real climax. I want the first climax where it's like everyone's together, it's like on your left, ah, 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 and they just wait and then start fighting. You know, I, <laughs> I feel cool. like in, in 2021, you're gonna get like the slow violin, like dramatic version of it. I'll take it. Like, I'll take dun, any version. Dun, 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 dun. Well, yeah, the trailer kind of had something like that, you know. So, but They're so many of these trailers the have it in the trailer, and then they don't have it in the movie. And like, I get it doesn't work for every movie, but Mortal Kombat is the type of thing where like, if you're not gonna should, do that, why you even make? Well, it? No, I th- I think the fact that they're even making a Mortal Kombat movie, I think the people know. I, you know, mm-hmm. dude, so. you make a Mortal Kombat without this song, and it's like a Fast and Furious movie where Vin Diesel doesn't mention family seventeen times. Like right. you have to have that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, the car. In the last one. I mean, I love oh this God, movie so, so much. It did. The car deserved uh, it, dude. Raiden walks them all back, interrupts and stops the fight again because apparently this is all completely legal according to tournament rules. And then he walks them all back to the room and tells Liu that most likely Shang Tsung will fight. 
Uh, he'll fight in this tournament, uh, but to face him will be like facing a legion of his adversaries, sort of like what they used to tell us about high school in high school about having unprotected sex. Mm. And then a first fight of, of the day. It, it's just yeah, exactly. It's funny because it's oh, four. Makes sense. It's four four people he has to face, and that that's the mm-hmm. legion. That's it. Uh, first fight of the day, Lou versus the, uh, the character's name was the Fighting Monk, and Lou wins with a double kick to the chest. So Sang, uh, Shang Tsung collects his soul, and he says, your soul is mine. And I was like, that's so cool. And then he waits a second, and he goes, fatality. And I'm like, do they need, do I, they just, do they like both those lines? They just decided to keep them all in? I don't like the fact that the each fight doesn't end with Shang Tsung saying finish him and then the yeah. person has to kill the other person because that's yeah. what I was expecting when you went like out I, I was expecting for the twist to be like the quote-unquote twist to be okay cool all these regular earth realm earth roamers come to the island and in this tournament that they've never heard of they get in the fight and then Shang Tsung is like finish him and they're like what and they're like you got to kill him and he's like and they're like oh fuck I guess I gotta do this to save the earth and then they murder somebody and then, then he says, they talk. <laughs> when you say it like that bless that's <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> like, I thought that's what, what it was going to be. It should that have been would be. Well, I mean, they started off like that, and then all of a sudden, then, then the rules get all willy-nilly, where you could just fight Princess Katana whenever you want. It's more like an exhibition match. Because I don't uh, I don't like Shang Tsung getting the soul. Like, I just killed somebody. Or I, I just defeated somebody. Want, uh, Why does Shang Tsung get the soul? Why does he get more soul. powerful? That's fucked yeah. up. I want the soul. I want the soul. It's like Highlander. You kill him, you get the salt. You get his power. Uh, Sonya Blade is up next. She fights Kano in jorts and combat boots because it's the 90s. But you know what? You could legit wear all that shit right now and be my hero, Kevin. Sonya wins by choking Kano with her thighs. And then when he asks her to give him a break, she goes, okay, and then snaps his neck. Just like when I killed your friend, air to air. I'll never forget that line. Like, that you, line was just right in my brain, dude. Andy, you fucking nailed that. I want to let you know. But was that your second try because you were muted the first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I looked over and Andy, Andy literally just looked like. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> air to air. <laughs> and what's funny is, like, all you did was tweak your Christian Bale a little bit. And it's perfect. Yeah. All I, all I, when I was a kid, I thought he was saying here to here. Right. I didn't know it was like the ear to ear. I didn't See, understand that as a works. phrase. Subtext yeah. of mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat with a K. And he, I'll never, oh, also getting grossed out with this, all the spit on her leg. When he's like, please, Sonia, don't do it. Give me a break. And like, it's just, just saliva all over her thigh. Ugh, I was like, fucking gross, dude. You're gross. Yeah, this is cool. Gross this is a cool moment. She's got really cool wet scene. lips. Cool she moment for so... a, a 1995 movie, but like in 2021, it's not cool, Sonya. You shouldn't be. You're part of the force. You can't be just murdering. <laughs> yeah, it's frowned upon. You ever heard about due process, Sonya? <laughs> uh, of course, we are on an island in the middle. It's, it might be maritime law for all we know out there. Blessing, we don't know. That's not how islands work. They're in the middle of the sea, Kevin. It's just like a, it's just like a big boat. Murder <laughs> legal out here. You can murder out here. <laughs> I wonder if he, she, if he took out your partner. That wasn't. It's not even like he's her family member. You know, it's just your nah, partner. She's Can't known this guy five people. years max. Uh, then Scorpion attacks Johnny in a, in a forest, and he says, okay. "Get over here." I need you guys to stop for a second, Kev. I sent you this clip that I need to bring up because I want you guys to understand. I've known Gia now for six years. We've mm-hmm. watched hundreds of movies together, so many hours of TV, all of this stuff. I don't think the two of us together have ever laughed as hard as we did seeing this scene. We had to watch it like five times, and it was just a hearty laugh. Do I, we need do audio? need audio, Kev. Okay. We would we definitely need audio for the hit. All right, ready? Just watch for like 20 seconds. What's so funny about it? It seems amazing. 
You think about the cartwheel in? <laughs> yeah, it got me too. It got me too. Dude, Look it. at the graphics in this thing. Look at it. God, the the cartwheel in from just nothing. And Johnny Cage is so scared in this, these fucking trees. He looks back so many times. Like we just watched the the twenty seconds of like the of when the actual funny part happens. He's looking around way longer. Yeah, there's way too much bullshit. But him just looking it, cutting it, then Scorpion doing the most bitch ass so, cartwheel with, with the the, dr- the, the music drums. Hit. Great. <laughs> so great. The percussionist, oh, like Lord. I can imagine the percussionist, like watching the scene, like wait for the cartwheel, wait for the cartwheel. Chicka chicka chicka. It's so good. Let's see. Let me get my notes back up because I'm watching that. That cartwheel. Uh, let's see. They attack. He says, get over here. And then he says, come here. And then vanishes and then reappears and shoots his little hand buddy at Johnny, which smashes against a tree and kills him, presumably forever. Uh, and then Scorpion sucks Johnny into another realm so he can say welcome in a manner that really doesn't fit the tone and scene of this scene at all. But it 100% does. Uh, then they fight and Johnny does some sweet gymnastics. And the music is rocking, dude. It's, it's pumping, bro. Fuck. Uh, he does gymnastics to get up the scaffolding, but Scorpion tells him to get down here and kicks it down. I hate, I hate oh that. I hated that. I, I hate the fucking worst. hate that, That was dude. terrible. Because you got to know that at that point they were like, well, what uh, What else does Scorpion say? I don't know. Get down here. And it's just. This, get down it's here. Just, Go over there. Take yeah. a left. <laughs> Yeah, it's what? just it's just oh. very it's just variations of get over here, and I fucking hate it, dude. It's so stupid. Uh, and then he rips off his mask to reveal a skull, and then spits fire at Johnny, who deflects it with the shield, and oh, then yeah, uses the shield dude. to cut Scorpion apart, causing him to explode in fire and signed headshots of Johnny Cage. Uh, oh Lou? my gosh, the fire burning like we would always imitate it as kids. <laughs> he's like blowing out the fire and he's just like doing this thing and then when they cut to the skull and the skull like is clearly just a zoom in on a skull <laughs> like a, yeah somebody controlling a skull with their hand and it just kind of does this look <laughs> it's so stupid dude it's amazing uh... Next up, we got Lou fighting Princess Katana, and she tells him that she was like, as they're fighting, she's like, in order to win the next match, you must use the element that brings life. And then Lou looks at her and goes, you mean water? If you mean water, can you just say water? It's water, right? And then she disappears. Next up, Lou versus uh, Sub-Zero. Hold on. Is the answer water? Yeah, because I feel like if if they're trying to get to water, be if it's a riddle and water is the answer, I feel like there's many, many, many things that she could have used to to get there befo- See, besides the thing that brings life or whatever. The fucked up thing is that I solved it. Like, uh, not re- not <laughs> <laughs> not remembering <laughs> not remembering this movie at all. Like, especially this detail when she said that in my head, I was like. Okay, is she talking about fire? Because I know Liu Kang like uh, does this fire moves. But then I was like, the element that brings life. She might, <laughs> she must be talking about water. Like I, ha- I had that moment while watching, and so when he got I mean, there, and the answer was water, I was like, but it's but yeah. The, but I think everyone's missing the point. Why do you need to put it in a riddle at all? Yeah. You're on his side. <laughs> hey, in the water. next fight, use water. 
I they did it. They put really a, they put a riddle scene. in this movie just to add some level of depth for the audience that you just. By the way, he solves it in the next scene. It's not like later. <laughs> it's not like we have to like remember, right? It's like but, the next scene. It's Lou versus Sub Zero. Another one of my favorite moments that is on par with the Scorpion cartwheel out of nowhere with the drums is when they are in the middle of the fight. Sub Zero's running away, running down a ramp, and does all these cool flips to get away from Liu Kang while going down the ramp. And then it cuts to Liu Kang, and all he does is run down the ramp and go, yeah, <laughs> he does yeah. like a mid-air like jump. But he, does it, he just so does it to looking. flex for a second. It doesn't, he's not throwing the punch at anyone. He just no. kind of does that. Yeah. yeah, you could tell he didn't know what to do there. <laughs> in, the anyway. script, in the script there, Andy, there's a little Easter egg fact for you here. It was, he was supposed to perfectly imitate what Sub-Zero did, but look better. Like that was the, the point. He couldn't do it. Just straight up couldn't do it. So after a couple takes, he just did that, and they're like, "Okay, whatever, we'll Fuck use it. it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, just try to use it." The thing like, that bothered me about how is that those... real? Use a stunt double. Do something. Don't just have it run and scream. Awkwardly. Bro, Tim, this is Mortal Kombat, baby. We're jazz. We're moving right. around. We got to keep right. the ship going. Okay, we got to get the shots in. We got to make sure his face is in it. The thing that bothered me about the water thing was was more so the riddle did bother me. Bother me, but also like, how does she know? Like, nobody's killed Sub Zero. Like, he's still here. <laughs> you know, like, but, I mean, how would you water know? his weakness no that's the thing also like yeah. the reason why water work is because just in this in this spe- very he was specific using that moment, move in yeah. the very specific moment he, he's using the move and the water happened to form in a sharp object that would pierce him but like you didn't know that was going to happen katana there's no there's no reason she, why she she knew that information to relay to him she's been and watching game she's tape she's like she's it. seen like oh i've been seeing him run this play like when we've been yeah. watching them practice i've been watching a lot of a lot of um evo and yeah i've been watching him scream. against sub-zero do you think do you think in another in another like world that other timeline he throws the water and it forms into like a sheet of ice and it hits yeah. sub-zero in the eye and he goes ah oh. Time out fuck, and has fuck. to like go talk hold to his up. mom for a second. Hold and she's like, hold on, hold on. He got hurt. He got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but also like that spear wasn't really moving at a fast pace no, to impale no. someone. Also, his fucking superpower is ice. Why would ice kill him? <laughs> it's irony, Nick. Dramatic irony. Also, anyway, if you threw water, if you threw water into like a freezing temperature like that, it would just like fucking like just turn dissipate. Into dust, right? yeah. turn into snow, into actually. Yes, like but, dust, yeah. Well, not dust, but like, yeah. Powder, like snow, snow, yeah. Hey, We've we're getting real before. technical here, guys. This yeah. is more like, like I'm combat. From Illinois. We're moving around. You know, we're doing it's the jazz. thing. Uh, of course, he he as he's fighting, uh, he's Sub Zero is losing. He forms the bubble and Lou's like, I don't know what to do. And we hear Princess Katana's words echo one we, more time. Mind we, you, we just we, heard those he words 30 seconds ago. He touches the bubble, remember? And it's like, ah, 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 ah I can't ah. get through the bubble. And then she, by the way, just so that this is how little they think of the audience that was watching this movie. Princess Katana comes around the corner and like looks at him, right? And then we hear her words, use the element that brings life. And then he looks down at the water and he says, water. <laughs> and picks it up and throws it at him. And then Katana goes, jokes on you, it was wind. But you still won. You still won. Then we get, uh, we move on. We get treated to another montage. But of, that's what um, I love. Sub Zero dies. Next scene. Next what's scene. the fallout from this sequence? Yeah. Like, what's who moves? Do we see a tournament ranking or a like? Nope. 
we got to see the chart of where <laughs> Luke King moves on next. And we have no idea. Andy, we don't need, they don't even know what a bracket is on yeah. Outworld Island it, or wherever the fuck with <laughs> Earthbound but, Island. Well, it would have been cooler if, if, if I was the writer of this movie, would have been for her to do like the whole use the element that brings life. And then it is like the scene of Luke King being like, fuck, like Sub Zero fucking him up. And then he, had, he, he hits that moment where he's like, all right, I got to use the element that brings life. And he like focuses his energy and builds a fucking fireball and uses it against this ice dude. Yeah. That would have been so much better. Like they you had mean, the opportunity to do that and they didn't do it. You mean like if the fireball just, that happens at the end? Yeah. Like a half second that I when looked he like a looked like static electricity. That didn't look like so a fireball. It's so cool though, dude. If I got like major DBZ hype up vibes from that moment. Ah, like, oh, let's fucking do this. Dude. It's <laughs> well, so it's, I mean, honestly, like to, to be critical of the movie, obviously you can't be critical of this movie because it's just beyond that at this point. <laughs> but one of the things that they keep talking about is like, hey, you're not ready. You're not ready to fight Shang Tsung yet. And what Blessing just said would have been a great way to do it where every fight he has to pick up a skill like that that levels him up so that when he does fight Shang Tsung, he, is, he has what he needs to actually beat him. Instead, he just had to believe in himself a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get water. to that in a second. Uh, use the water. Use the element that brings life. And he's like, just say water. <laughs> we get treated to a montage of Goro murdering everyone. So I was wrong, Tim. I apologize. As Kevin stated, we are now using the All Valley Tournament rule set from 1984, Makes not sense. 1985. That's my bad. Uh, Art Lean is up next. You know, I you hate, guys all remember Art Lean okay. from all the games he was in. Eventually, he destroys Art Lean. Like, let's just fast forward. He yeah, fucking picks him up, and he's Fucks like little, little tiny arms. Finish him. He looks, finish speaking him. of, of uh, you know, earlier Tim mentioned Super Mario Bros. The movie. He looks like a Goomba. His head reminds me of one of the Goombas yeah. in there. Yeah. He just looks silly as hell. It's it's a f stupid, funny scene. But the amount of celebration he has for destroying Art Lean, did he have those same celebrations for all of the people he was destroying in the little uh, montage of everybody's bodies flying? Like, it's so funny also seeing those moments of, like, the... That there's like a for some reason I always remember when one of the uh, there's a black dude that gets beat up and he lands on the ground and he like goes flat against the ground. I always remember that little sequence and there's that Mexican dude that like hits the ground and hits the rocks and I was like wow he really hit his face there. But yeah, that montage was just ridiculous. Painful. And then Art Lean, you know he just he gets backhanded essentially when Shang Tsung is like finish him. Whoa, how is he gonna finish this man? And he just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just I'm, so like I'm so excited for the next movie, man. I, mean, I, hope, I hope he get a similar moment. And he just fucking tears his arms apart. Yeah, dude. Uh, so after that, of course, they're like, we're never going to beat that guy. And Raiden says, "You here's your problem. Johnny, you're too egotistical to fight carefully. Sonya, you're afraid to trust others. And Lou, your mullet is just too goddamn powerful. <laughs> you're going to have to overcome you're all beautiful. these things if you want to beat Goro. <laughs> uh, is your fear is your own? He says, you fear your own destiny, Lou? You think you're responsible for your brother's death, but every mortal chooses their own destiny. Shang Tsung can peer into your soul and use your fears against you. Translation, use against him uh <laughs> lou has another nightmare about his brother while meditating shirtless on a beach and then johnny wants to challenge Goro, challenge goro because he loves sonia and then were Sang, they born born in labs now it's time to rank those abs. ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the world famous podcast within a podcast rank those abs where we rank the abs of everyone in the mortal combat series we're going to start with Liu kang who just looks fucking great in this. His body, yeah. while not, he didn't go for like, um, they didn't go for Shredded. a lot of bulk. He's just cut. He looks yeah. fantastic in this. I don't think, does Johnny ever get shirtless? No one else takes their shirt off, right? It's pretty much no, just him in Johnny this. No, Johnny doesn't take I his mean, shirt Goro. off. 
Goro, yeah, pretty shredded. He's Muppet. Not that dude's a fucking Muppet. That's not uh, real. I do want to shout out also the initial dude who gets his ass beat by Sub Zero. Oh, that guy's that, that, quick, that guy was so cut, was cut. Uh, like zero percent body fat. Shout out to that dude. Um, I think it's really only Luke King is who takes his shirt off in this movie well, as like the main dude, and he looked amazing. Number one, number one with the bullet. There it is. Uh, let's see. Sang Sung, excuse me, Shang agrees to let Johnny fight Goro under one condition. And at this point, as Johnny's lawyer, I'd be like, no, 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 no. He doesn't have to run this shit by you. You can just challenge anyone in this. This is Mortal Kombat, dude. There's no like, there's no structure to this rule set. Yeah. But there's, here's the one condition, Tim. Mm. Shang Sung reserves the right to challenge the winner or anyone else at a time and place of his choosing. Just so no rules. He just can no challenge rules, either the winner of this fight or... Or anyone else, whenever and wherever he wants. To which Johnny's like, I don't know what the fucking fine. Let's I agree to this. There's no fine. rules anyway. It doesn't it's just matter. Like, wait, but then who do you have to win to beat? Because I don't Johnny know. Because Goro defeating, was the guy. Johnny yeah, Cage, I want to fight your I'm gonna fight your mom. Like they no. said in that <laughs> quote, whoever beats Goro wins the tournament. But it turns out that Shang Tsung is like, I'm no, I'm the guy. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then John, uh, Raiden's like, you can't fight him. And Johnny's like, listen, you, this is called mortal combat, not God combat. We, it's for mortals. We can fight whoever we want. And then when he walks away, Raiden goes, uh, at least one of them understands. <laughs> I can't do it, Andy. Could you do it for me? There you go. Here in mortal combat. Mortal combat. <laughs> mortal combat. Johnny squares off against Goro and punches him square in the nutsack, then runs away up to a high landing uh, and then just kicks Hold him right on. off. No, 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 I didn't get that. No, let's stop. That's how you beat Goro. Is, right a, in the nuts. is a fucking dick punch, which I get Johnny Cage has his like dick uppercut thing in the game. But like I, this is one of the the saddest odds oh, of PG thirteen movie moment where I'm like, they would have never done this otherwise. No. Yeah. No. I but either I, way. Ooh. Oh, you mentioning the uppercut thing. I also want to shout out earlier in the Scorpion fight when they go to the Shadow Realm, Johnny Cage does his shadow kick. And I fucking popped for that in the theater when I saw that. And I was like, that's the fucking shadow kick. You see like his trail behind him. Yeah. So sick, dude. So How did Johnny cool. get out of there? Good question, Bless. <laughs> Great question. He shadow like, kicked back in. transported him to literally hell. <laughs> he shadow kicked back into the forest somehow. It, it, and also, how, where's this forest on that island? How like these look like totally different biomes, <laughs> yep. different ecosystems. Yep. Well, uh, this, this also, is this is Shang Tsung's island, dude. It had to still be the island, or else it wouldn't have been part. Like it had to be. They had to fight in the island. He probably just mm, went to on so those you think, grounds. Yeah. You, you think Scorpion has like his own den that he prefers oh, to fight yeah. in? Yeah. Oh, his home crowd. Yeah. Now, now, Kevin, Home this is my advantage. question for you, and, and not to disagree with you, but does the fight have to happen on the island yes. in order for it to be an official part of the tournament? Oh, uh, I see. Then what you're why saying there. you see why what I'm the saying? The, this, they're just playing willy nilly with these rules. That's why here. there's another movie. Maybe, maybe. Awesome. Maybe it was like you didn't win after all. Uh, let's see. So they fight all the plot for the next movie. Oh, God, no. I don't think I've seen the next one, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, he beats Goro by knocking him off the side of the, the cliff, and then he goes, this is where you fall down. And then Goro, sure enough, falls down. Then Shang Tsung exercises his right to challenge, and he chooses Sonya. Uh, use the element that brings life. Hint, it's water. Shang takes Sonya to the Emperor's castle in the wastelands of Outworld, where Raiden cannot follow. Why? I don't know. Turns out, though, <laughs> there's, one last, there's one last rule. 
Sonia, it turns out, has to accept the challenge, which she knows because apparently she spent the whole boat ride reading the rule book and nobody else did. Uh, also in Outworld, <laughs> the if instruction you look, manual where yeah. every word that has a, K, a C in it is spelled with a K. With a K. <laughs> it's like, God, this is so hard to read. It's like, okay, for, uh, never mind. It doesn't matter. Also in Outworld, if you look hard enough, you will find another guide. And then he disappears. To which I would, he was like, and then lose like, is it Katana? It's Katana, right? Why don't you just fucking tell me what's <laughs> yeah. happening? Why was everyone speaking riddles on this island? Well, also, uh, like, just the whole premise, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong about this, but the whole premise of Raiden being like, I've, I've seen a vision, it's one of you three. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Lou. Just say it's Lou. But it's like, that's so weird. Like, what type of vision would give him the knowledge that it's one of these three people? Like, you I, either I, know who it is. I, I, I mean, think he needed all he, three yeah. to be different people at different times. Yeah, I think they needed to work together. I, I wish he had just been like, all three of you will play a part in this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That would have made a lot that's yeah. what more he, sense. That's, that would have made more sense. Yeah. yeah. Instead, he was like, it's going to be one of you. Will it be you? <laughs> no, no, not, not you. No. Like, I don't know. Uh, give me the laugh. Give me the laugh. <laughs> it's very good. I can't yeah. wait till we do Highlander. I'm sad. Is, well, so he's really not in the next one, the Raiden? No, they not. recast him. Damn. Not that Raiden. No oh, disrespect. No Future spoilers. spoilers. So they head um, off to... I, I, and then, we, yeah, they're in the underworld or the outworld or the outer world, world yeah. or whatever. And then uh, I love Johnny Cage here kind of being the audience of like, why? what are we doing? Why are we out here? We shouldn't. And also, who are these civilians running around? Where are they from? What's their story? Like, we see a sequence where some <laughs> random people are just kind of scurrying in the little, like, area. It's like, who who are they? What are they doing? You know? Outworld. Are they right? trapped here, too? Well, yeah. I mean, they talk about that, right? They say this world is what will happen to your world. So it used to be a different existence when the emperor came. He destroyed everything and maybe potentially subjugated everyone that lives on the planet. I don't know. I'm reading a lot into this. All I know is the design of this planet is fucking metal as hell. It is dope. And they walk in and the whole thing is just all roads lead to this giant black tower. And so they're like, cool, that, that tower is probably where they're being held there. And then Raiden's words are like, you will find a guide when one needs one. I'm like, oh, we don't need one. It's there. He's clearly <laughs> at the tower. Doesn't matter, though, because uh, Lou Spots Reptile grabs him and accidentally fills him with one of the dead bodies. And that makes the real Reptile. And the song, I think the song plays again. And he Fuck morphs yeah, into no. another cool it's variant a, no, of Scorpion. No, no, no. An even better song It's a plays. fucking Reptile, Steve. It yeah. is awesome. It is Reptile really singing, cool. but how do we know it's Reptile? Because the voice goes, Reptile. reptile. <laughs> like, yeah. In the weirdest way ever, because that's the way, that's the voice line of when you would select him. But it was just so stupid to hear that reptile. voice. Frank Welker. Oh wow. Oh, so, wow! Of course it is. One of my favorite songs in so 2010, sick. Reptiles theme remix by Skrillex. Fuck, Fuck yeah. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. And then that's an incredible, an incredible fight scene uh, begins, and Johnny Cage just, and then when the fight ends, they like they arrive back, and there's Johnny Cage just kind of walking down this. <laughs> they, know the, they know the rules; they can't just intervene, you know. <laughs> they know the rules. We don't, but they definitely do. But they I don't do. even they think this is like a sanction. Is it? I don't think this is a real fight. I think it's just oh. a fight that happens. Like, <laughs> Andy, there weren't there weren't real fights. It was. I think it's like we have to kill everyone on your team. You have to kill everyone on your team. The fight wouldn't have happened no. if he didn't throw him into a statue. <laughs> like, he made him. It's like Batman. The, there's a, some cool Easter eggs here where during the <laughs> reptile fight, 
if you look around the arena they're in, there's like a bunch of symbols on the wall, and it's a bunch of codes for Mortal Kombat Three. Oh, that's for, cool for you to, oh, to input really in. Cool. So yeah, that's, that's some badass. fun stuff. I but like this, that. Shit. This reminds me that at one point, this movie is making me understand we need to do Santa Claus in review. Obviously, you know, know we need Highlander clearly. in review somehow. We need to do Balls of Fury in review. Yeah. Clearly, one but one movie. thing that I. I need an excuse to watch this at some point again. It's the Dead or Alive movie by oh, Uwe Boll, uh, which if you guys haven't seen, is one of my favorite fighting video game movie adaptions of all time because of one specific thing. It's the same premise as any of these. You take a bunch of characters, you put them on an island and tell them they have to fucking yeah, fight. fight. The difference is, though, in the Dead or Alive movie, they inject them with something that allows uh, cool. someone like their a cabin allows a cab a nanomachines that allows their the, the, the dead or alive Kevin to pull up computer graphics so there's actual health bars health bar. when they fight. Oh, wow, that's dope. That's amazing. That's dope. It's sick as fuck. Yeah, definitely. That's really amazing. But yeah, we get this um, that cool sequence that Bless was mentioning earlier in the review where I was so worried for Reptile to hit his shins on the way out when he's flipping out of that area. <laughs> I really thought he was going to clip his shins on the top of the rock as he's flipping out. And you could tell as he's flipping out, he kind of curls his legs so that he doesn't do that. <laughs> like the actor kind of knowingly kind of like, oh, I don't want to get hit by this rock as I as I fly by it. Hey, um, dude, this sequence rules, dude. This whole fight sequence with the music just goes so hard. I loved it. Uh, he, of course, wins by doing, I assume, his signature move, kicking him through the wall. Um, and then <laughs> signature move. And then <laughs> hold on. And then Katana walks up and says, you've learned or you're learning. Learning what? <laughs> what are the lessons? <laughs> to kill, she, right? of course, she, Yeah, she, of course, tells him in that in the Black Tower, he will face three challenges. First, you must face your enemy. Then you must face yourself. And and then third, you must face your worst fear. And one of those is super easy to overcome. I'll leave it up to you guys when we get to, <laughs> to yourself. He's like, you got to face yourself. He's like, I have confidence in myself. I'm like, cool. We'll just speed right past that one. We'll get yeah, to number holy three. Holy shit. That was <laughs> so stupid. How about so you got to face two things, two things uh, up in the tower. <laughs> uh, apparently, they dress Sonya in her best Tarzan cosplay and chained her to some poles. And Sonya says she won't fight because if she doesn't, uh, but if she doesn't, she forfeits uh, and the earth is doomed. And she's like, I disagree. I don't think that's what the rules state at all. And he's like, well, shit, I don't know. But either way, your friends aren't going to come for you. But guess what, Tim? We're already here. And they take off the cool robes. And they're already, they've been in there the whole time. I'm like, are you guys just waiting for them to <laughs> chain Sonya to the poles? Like, why not interrupt a little well, earlier before? Yeah. <laughs> You know, before she gets, she, she, she could fight, you know, she could help you out with this whole thing. Anyway, Katana interrupts and tells uh, Shang Tsung that the emperor won't be happy if he wins the tournament by technicality. So Shang challenges Johnny uh, first and then Lou's like, you, come on, dude. We know how this is going to go and issues a challenge to Shang Tsung that he cannot say no to. And then the song plays again for a third time. But for some reason, this time felt the best. This yes. time felt the most epic. Yeah. And I think it's because they actually started from the beginning for the first time. Because every other time, if you watch the movie like from the very beginning, they literally start the song like it's like, and I mean this just for, you know, sake of comedy, Kevin, but it's like Kevin starting a kind of funny intro where it's never going to be quite right. It just kind of starts in the middle sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. And, and that's exactly what happens. It starts like 17 seconds into the song and it's just like on like the third downbeat. You're just like, all right, I guess. <laughs> and then, then the next time they play it, it just already starts in the chorus. This time has the buildup so that when it fucking hits, it hits hard and it hits when we get the spikes coming out of the ground, just like in the fucking yeah, game when you get so sent cool. down. And, yeah. so and you just said that the reptile site was just awesome and I totally 
totally agree. From this moment on from the movie, I'm just like, holy shit, I don't know what you did to earn my attention to this level, but you did it, and I absolutely love how goofy and just dumb those spikes this fight on scene the, is. Those spikes on the ground made zero sense. Like, I was like, who's doing this? Like, who's the person that is like Bless. raising these spikes? Why were they only in the shape of the dragon? Why why were and there why, empty like, spots? They looked like I they hated flat that. too. Like they didn't look like scary spikes. They looked like paper raising up from the ground. You, you know, know what they, they look like? I, I could have knocked Shang Tsung into the spot where the dragon wasn't, and he would have been okay. He would have been fine. <laughs> You know what they like remind he, me he of? He landed perfectly so that one spike impaled him. Yeah. <laughs> they remind me of the spikes that killed Emilio Estevez in the first Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is yeah. super That's weird. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the, the, any Anytime I see the pit sort of in game or whatever, I'm just always reminded of when I would draw Mortal Kombat drawings in church and I would draw, you know, Cyrax just being destroyed by the pit at the bottom with blood and beheaded body and limbs everywhere. And like, I'm in church and everybody's like, what are you, why are you drawing that? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? It's Cyrax. It's fucking weird scene when I read the dude. Bible. Yeah. Uh, of course, mom, they I, of... Do, I do Cyrax and Sector, mom. Like this weird ass kid in church. Uh, well, we can speed through this last part, but he starts, he starts beating Shang Tsung's ass. So Shang Tsung calls all the souls he's collected to help out. And so, and Katana goes, face your enemy. And then a bunch of no name warriors show up and Luke beats their asses. And then she goes, Face yourself. And then Lu tells uh, uh, Shang Tsung, you can look into my soul, but you don't own it. And then and then uh, that's pretty much easy. And then Katana goes, taste the rainbow. And he's like, what? <laughs> I and knew this was going to come with some just, shit with the third. But I had that was like, do way it. better than I expected. And then, yeah, he tastes, he, he tastes <laughs> the rainbow, Nick. And then Sub-Zero comes back and blows ice at his face. He goes, this is what it's like to eat five gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh, of course, he's cast the the last thing he has to do is face his brother, and he's like, "Listen, dude, I'm not responsible for your death. Every man is responsible for his own destiny." Chang's death was not my fault, and Chang soon killed my brother. Prepare to die. Chang morphs back into Sang Soon, and Lu t- orders uh, Shang to free all the souls he's taken and starts slapping them around until he does. And then when Shang won't, I always get an emotional at this part, dude. Like <laughs> I knew it was coming in my mind. I remember the music, and I remember this triumphant score with a lady in the background just wailing and just like singing along it sounds like something that you would see on one of those cd advertisements for like the one that enya would be on for example like i feel like she'd be on the soundtrack and so would this song Mm -hmm. and this moment i don't know why like i'm tearing up at this part where the brother comes back and he's like it's like, Lou, like, one day we'll meet again. Like, it gets me every time, dude. <laughs> it's, it's the music. It's the actor. I think that moment rules. I'm tearing up right now. It's emotional. I love it. Uh, I also really love, we, we didn't, we skipped past this, but it's totally fine. I do want to talk for a second about when Art dies and his soul gets pulled in. It's the first time we really see a soul yeah, get, like, yeah. absorbed. They had, they had one like, effect they could use. But it, it, the effect was so funny. <laughs> like, so him bad. just kind of getting pulled in. And it's, like, it kind of just distorts in a weird, like, The body swirls in his eyeball. Way. Yeah. <laughs> It was, and you were like, you could tell they were like, that effect costs so much money. We can, we can only do it once, and it has to be when he kills Art Lean because he's the only character other than the three that we know. He's the only person's name that we know. Uh, let's see. So uh, let's see. Uh, Lou beats his ass with a flurry of strikes until, and then uses a Hadouken to knock Shang Tsung into the spiked Mortal Kombat logo below. And when he's dead, he looks down at him and says, "Flawless victory." Oh, 
fuck. It was then, not a flawless victory. It, it was, was not. not. He got his ass beat quite it a bit. It went back yeah. and forth. Also, you know what I really fucking like? What I laugh at every time when dude. he dehydrates into an alien. No, is the um, <laughs> is like as the fight is about to begin, they thought it'd be necessary to for the cameraman to be on top. And follow Liu Kang as he runs up the stairs. Like it's such a weirdly long shot of him just like running up, and then it's following, and he arrives at the top of the stairs. Like it's so stupid, dude. I was like, why did they keep this run up? In oh there? wait, like, just you're so right. Like that was so awkward. Yeah, it, it took so, so it, long. It took so long. It's so funny looking, dude. Uh, of course, Lou tells his brother, one day we will unite, and Lou is like, oh, but not too soon, right? And then he bounces up to heaven, and then Lou locks eyes with Katana and the rest of his friends as yet another dope-ass beat drops, and he says, let's go home. Of course, when they get back uh, to the monastery, uh, Raiden is there to greet them, and, and Lou says, I guess you knew it would end this way. And then uh, Raiden says, Andy, didn't have a clue. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. And then everything <laughs> and then everything goes dark and the sky fills with a lightning star. And then we hear the emperor go, bow to me, you weak, pathetic fools. I've come for your soul. And then Raiden replies, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> and everyone strikes a pose as the Mortal Kombat song plays for a fourth fucking time. That got me. And it could be more of a perfect ending. I don't think so. This is so hype. And granted, so much of this is like freaking eight-year-old Tim watching this just being like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. But it ending, it was limitless potential. It ending with the fucking song, I was like, cool, that secured that song in my head for the next 40 years of my life, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. But on top of that, I'm like, there, there's going to be more of this fantastic movie? How? How is that possible? How is this fair? What did I do to deserve this? Good for you, Mortal Kombat. Good for you, Paul Anderson. Yeah, the way, the, Anderson. the way that they use Shao Kahn actually get me hyped for the next movie i i applaud it for because that was the thing over the course of the movie i was like fuck are we gonna get him are we gonna get shao Kahn? I, are they gonna introduce him are we gonna introduce him and at that final shot where you see him as like this fucking giant i was like all right let's go you got me you got dude honest, honestly honestly bless i think it might be the first time that i've ever experienced a movie like this leading into a next movie that is is kind of you know like an mcu style thing mm-hmm. i I it blew me away when I was in theaters. I could not. Bl- I was so fucking hyped up. It was awesome, dude. Yeah. Because at this point, we, we you know we'd later. been playing MK two, and I think MK three may have been out by this point. Um, yeah, just uh, so awesome, dude. Um, I do have on camera. I do want to show off the run up. Um, I'm gonna switch this really really quick. Here we go. Let me just transition. Is it on? Oh, do you see this? Please tell me this is MK. Yeah, we see it. Or. Is okay, you see this? No, no, no. This, this oh, is just the run up. This is just the run up. Look great as a still. It's just so. It's just so funny. Obviously, it's a little, little bit smaller. Your soul is mine, and he's like, "Well, fucking, I'm gonna get you, or whatever." And then, um, and then, but the, they camera just thought it would be a good decision to like follow him the entire yeah. run up the stairs. dude it's so long that it's like you laugh at it because it's funny but then it just keeps going and then you laugh at it again but then it keeps going so long that you're just like whoa yeah they're still filming this (laughs) you guys gotta cut this just him be on top it's so good oh man and he hit me with a little bit of that haiku in review oh right i forgot we were doing that dude my bad hold on one sec i think i have everything set up 
I mean, I you remember how many everything. syllables are in the middle, right? Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like Ignacio Rojas did to write your review in haiku form. He says, 90s-ness aside, with good fights and close to game, I give it thumbs up. Yasin I mean, Bulhan says, the fight's iconic. Liu Kang's hair is amazing. Boys, it has begun. Then we got, of course, miscellaneous coming through with the plot in review. Shang Tsung trickery. Tournaments, a mystery. Flawless victory. Wow. It started, I guess. How was Cage's fight the best? This lawless contest. Now, the end's in sight. Play the theme song every fight. Liu yep. Kang tests his might. Might. That was, that was great. Holy shit. And then Nat good. Vu comes in and says, taking a page out of Miscellaneous's book for the Mortal Kombat haiku. So there's a couple here. A battle for Earth. Three warriors prove their worth. Right on. Shang Tsung's turf. Lose bicycle kick. Goro gets punched in the dick. Shang Tsung and his tricks. The <laughs> fatality. You can't win by treachery. Flawless victory. So good. So good. I, 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 I don't think we shouted out how uh, they did a good job using each of the character's signature moves. Oh, yeah. like, you know, Johnny Cage got the nut punch in. Liu Kang got his bicycle kick in. Sonya got her leg flip thing. Good job Scorpion, with that. It was, it was cool. obviously. I did. Oh, yeah, obviously they, they did yeah. that. Andy, hit it. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for Mortal Kombat in review. Uh, today, I guess what we're just going to say it's mostly Shang Tsung and Shang uh, Tsung. Goro. Goro, I'll put Goro okay, in there, yeah, too. Okay, yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming in at number one. Uh, so they're going to sit at number one until next week's Mortal Kombat and Hiliation. Mm-hmm. And Hiliation, that's the yeah, one. Um, I also want to point out that. early, way early in the movie, <laughs> a part that I enjoyed is just how unfit I believe to be a cop that Sony Sonya oh, yeah. is. Um, She's a bad officer. It it looks so funny, bless <laughs> when she is breaking into I think the boat to look for Shang Tsung. She first busts through that door and she steps in and she goes. <laughs> and she points her gun like oh, it's in bad. the slowest way possible. Like if if the dude was on the other side, you're getting shot. But yeah, it's just like, it's her way of busting in. I might even just bring it up right here. But it's just so funny to see. I, I fucking laughed so hard, dude. But then also, like, as, as an officer, it's not your job to enter a death tournament. It's not your job to murder the man that you're after. I got a lot of questions when it comes to Sonya Cage. Now she operates as a police officer because I, 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 I was not feeling that. Sonya Blade. No future what? spoilers. Mm. Yeah. He said Sonya Cage. Oh, oh. Oh, did I say something? Oh, I see, I see, I see. They yeah, make yeah. it work? Mind blown. <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, they, they could have trained her a little bit more in the uh, in the tactics. This, But I also like, what what organization does she work for? Is she LAPD? Is she Interpol? Like, what? You know what I mean? That's a very good question. What is she, an in FBI the, in the game, In the latest game, I think she works for the military, but I'm not even sure. <laughs> How do they have jurisdiction here? Like, the, you know, I don't know. They're in Hong Kong, for Christ's sake. No, there's no American uh, government agency that has jurisdiction in Hong Kong ever. But whatever. 
I love it. So this movie ends, and then Gia's like, okay, so how many more of these movies do we have? And I'm like, okay, so Eight. there's the next one is Annihilation. I was like, it's not good. It's really not good. I was like, but then we have the new one, and hopefully that one's good. It has a chance, whatever. She's like, oh, how many games are there? I was like, oh, the 11th game came out. She's like, there's fucking 11 of these? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yes, there is. Oh, no, I'm looking <laughs> at great. I'm looking at clips right now from Annihilation. I'm just remembering about one of the no, poorest word uh, worded lines of dialogue <laughs> movie oh, history i'm we so excited plus have to wait long for that we will be reviewing mortal Kombat: annihilation next week of course ranking it right now this movie is number one uh which it might might maintain till the end we'll have to wait and see but God, we'll be back next week so mortal Kombat: annihilation this week continuing with godzilla vs kong and then next week as well finding nemo considering pixar con- continuing pixar in review till next time love you guys Goodbye. Get over here.